final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU falls to St. Mary's 69-64 after a tough, tough-fought comeback. It looked as if the Cougars were done in and about five minutes left in this ball game, but BYU fights back, brings it within uh, three points at one point, and then uh, falls late, 69-64, after a valiant effort from BYU. Uh, let's check the BYU sports athletics scoreboard so a big day for uh for a couple of teams for byu the 20th ranked byu women's currently a five seed in the latest women's bracketology on espn they get their they they close out their home schedule on senior night beating the zags 63 to 39 in front of a record crowd at the marriott center of 6,289 fans, Shaley Gonzalez leads the Cougars with 21 points of the win. Senior Paisley Harding finished her BYU career at home with 16 points. BYU softball off to a great start of their season. They're 8-1, having won eight straight games with a 5-2 win over Seattle at the Stanford Invitational today. And BYU baseball gets their first win of the season in the second game of a doubleheader after falling 6-3 this morning in the first game. In the nightcap, the Cougars get a 3-2 victory and a win for the BYU baseball team. And it was a sweep by the BYU track and field teams at the MPSF Indoor Championship. The men secure their third consecutive indoor title of the MPSF, and the women win their first ever in school history MPSF Indoor title at your cougar scoreboard coming up next we'll get you scores from around the country in the wcc in the top 25 also a couple of recaps from the stats score sheet today coming that's all coming up next your final score tonight 69 64 byu falls at st mary's more cougar post game live comes your way next on the new skin byu sports network Here's Ben Bagley with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU falls at St. Mary's 69-64. to If you're wondering just how crazy the WCC standings are right now after tonight's games, uh, with still one game in action, we'll give you an update on that one in just a moment. Actually, that game just went final, so all games now are final in the WCC tonight. Uh, this is how crazy it is. Right now, Gonzaga, uh, ahead of everybody at 13-0, St. Mary's moves to 10-3 and uh, in, in second place by themselves. San Francisco at 8-5 and five in conference. They play on Monday, so uh, we, we'll know more about San Francisco on Monday. Santa Clara falls tonight, so they dropped to 8-6. BYU had an opportunity to surpass that with a win tonight. Didn't get it, so they remain a half game back of Santa Clara in the fifth spot, tied with Portland who with the win tonight moves to 7-6 and six on the season, although BYU did win the one game against Portland. The other game was postponed 
Uh, they there was no plans at this point to have that game rescheduled, but uh, with BYU and Portland now tied at the fifth spot, with BYU holding the one game tiebreaker, beating beating Portland in the one game this season. Well, that's kind of an interesting little sub note there in the WCC standings. Checking the WCC scoreboard this evening, uh, Pacific beats LMU sixty nine to sixty eight. The Zags beat Santa Clara 81-69, and Portland beats Pepperdine 77-74. Now checking the top 25 scoreboard. Looks like all games are final in the top 25 as well. Going down the scores as they sit. Uh, number six, Kansas gets a victory 71-58 to over West Virginia. Number one, Gonzaga. Obviously, we just mentioned them with an 81-69 win over Santa Clara. Arizona comes from behind, number three in the country, to beat Oregon. That would have been a nice upset for Oregon and helpful for the BYU tournament resume. 13, UCLA beats Washington 76-50. to Upset is number two, Auburn falls at Florida 63-62. to four, Number four, Kentucky beats 25th-ranked Alabama 90-89. to Seventh-ranked Baylor beats TCU by 10, 72-62. Ninth-ranked Duke gets an 18-point victory over Florida State. Tenth-ranked Villanova, 74-66 victors over Georgetown. Number 20, Texas falls to number 11, Texas Tech, 61-55. Twelfth-ranked Illinois beats 19th-ranked Michigan State, 79-74 in a five-point close game. Uh, 23rd-ranked Arkansas upsets 16th-ranked Tennessee in the SEC by 10, 58-48. Iowa upsets 18th-ranked Ohio State, 75-62. 21st-ranked Murray State gets a 62-60 victory over UT Martin. 22nd-ranked Wyoming from the Mountain West Conference get a 75-67 win over Air Force. And 24th-ranked UConn gets a 11-point victory over Xavier, 72-61. That's going to wrap it up for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we'll send you back to the UCU Pavilion for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final once again from Moraga, 69-64. St. Mary's gets the win over BYU, and you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Accelerate down the lane, step back, elbow jumper, he got it! Oh, Seneca Knight! So That's a scorer shot! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bill Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Locker Room Show brought to you by Brady Industries. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly, better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. St. Mary's wins it by a score of 69-64. to Let's run you the box score numbers. BYU led by Alex Barcelos, 22 points. The only other Cougar in double figures was Seneca Knight with 10. Nine for Caleb Lohner. A near double-double for Caleb. Nine points, 11 rebounds for Lohner. He was great on the glass tonight. Nine points for Gideon George. Eight for Tijon Lucas. Four for Fuseni Traore in his first game back 
after missing a game, and two for Atiki Ali Atiki in the most unusual basket we'll ever see him make. That was 64 <laughs> points for BYU tonight. Uh, St. Mary's gets 69 on 25 from Tommy Cousy. First half was unbelievable. 20 points in the first, just five after halftime. Damage was done by Cousy in the first half. Yeah, who knows if they've been able to control him a little better in that first 20 minutes, how things might have turned out. 17 for Logan Johnson. He turned it on after halftime. 10 for Toss. 9 for Dukas. 6 for uh, Bowen. Only two bench points for St. Mary's tonight. They get to 69 on the evening. Barcelo's 22 led uh, pace BYU. Uh, there were two Cougars with five turnovers apiece tonight as BYU had turnover trouble with 17 giveaways. Foose had five and Tijon Lucas had five to go along with a team high four assists. BYU's leading rebounder was Caleb Lohner with 11. Leading assist man was Tijon Lucas with those four. And the assist to turnover ratio, Mark, you ID'd as the key to the game, and that was a key tonight. BYU was nearly a 1-3 to three assist to turnover ratio at 6-17. to 17, And the uh, Gales were right even at 11-11, to 11, as you noted. And so uh, that number and the points off the BYU turnovers, you take a look at the margin of points off of turnovers. It was plus 6 in a game the Gales win by 5. Yeah, that was the big problem. you got to remember, St. Mary's super physical, and they are just baiting you. I mean, if you if you put any kind – if it's not crisp, if it's a bounce pass, they're going to get it. And you have to kind of alter the way you think. Most most games you make that pass, it's fine. But not against St. Mary's. you got to really be crisp, smart, decisive with what you're doing with the ball, or they're going to make you pay. They did. More from courtside next here on the new skin, B1. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Okay, our Pope is standing by. We're going to get right to him as soon as we possibly can. We'll tell you that we're sponsored tonight by Maersk, an integrated container logistics company and member of the AP Molar Group, connecting and simplifying trade to help our customers grow and thrive. With a dedicated team of over 80,000 operating in 130 countries, we go all the way to enable global trade for a growing world. Learn more at Maersk.com. Greg Rubal, Mark Durant, courtside here in St. Mary's. Mark, before we get to Coach Pope, uh, 69-64, St. Mary's is the winner tonight. Uh, this sets BYU up for two home games to close out the regular season. LMU Pepperdine Thursday, Saturday. Then it's off to Vegas where you hope to get on a run and make some special things happen. Yeah, now you just want to get better and have the best team possible go into the tournament. It'll... These two games next week will help. I think this game helped. The effort was what I want to see and will win you games. It didn't win this one, but it will win you games. And uh, I'd like to see I, I like the fact that Gideon's playing well, that uh, Caleb Lohner's playing better, that Fusini can play. I like that a lot. A couple guys stepped back tonight. Trevin Nell did not only played four minutes. Spencer Johnson didn't have a great night. Those guys need to – Spencer played really well against Pepperdine. So everybody needs to kind of start playing with that same kind of effort, take care of the ball a little bit better. I like BYU's chances going forward. Mark Pope next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economic Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
right, so welcome back to Moraga and UCU Pavilion, where a sold-out crowd of 3,500 was on hand to watch the home team extend their win streak here at home to 17 consecutive games. St. Mary's a winner over BYU by a score of 69-64. to 64. Heck of a ball game. Uh, Gales opened it up to a 16-point lead in the second half. BYU got to within three under two to play. Never got on top in this one, and the Gales do win it by five, 69-64. It is time now for the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU head coach Mark Pope is with us. Courtside, uh, Coach, you've had uh, some time since the final horn to uh, uh, be with your thoughts and be with your boys. Uh, what do you want to share with Cougar Nation uh, tonight about this one? Well, uh, you know, I, can, I can't be more proud of our guys' fight. I mean, they just fought all night long, and, and um, you know, it was, it was a fun game. It was a, a, just a, the most physical game we played all year, and, and that's what you expect when you come in here. And, and our guys just fought and fought and fought. So I'm, I'm, I'm so incredibly proud of that. They're insides and they're together and, and all those things. We just, you know, tonight we just weren't quite good enough to, to get it done. And that just is um, super, super incredibly painful. But, um, but I couldn't be more proud of how our guys competed. You were pacing for a number you can live with with turnovers with five at halftime. That turned into 12 after halftime for a total of 17. That was kind of the undoing as you were trying that valiant comeback in the second half. Yeah, we went, uh, you know, we went on a little stretch um, where we, we just uh, got a little bit, um, a little bit impatient, a little bit too much. Like, I got to go save us. I'm going to go save us. I'm going to go make a play and save us. And, um, and that is, uh, you know, that's a dangerous space to be in when you're playing, you know, here against this team the way they are right now and we paid the price for it you know we, we not only were we, we became a few possessions in a row where we were dysfunctional offensively but then we're giving up you know we gave up two or three transition buckets and and then uh you know we we, we missed on some rotations uh it gave up a couple threes all in that stretch in the second half that that um set us back and you know, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm super twisted up because, I, I, you know, on the one hand, I'm just so proud of these guys, man. Yeah, I, mean, I had a lot of breaks the last month, but, but my gosh, they, they, they fight and, and they, you know, they were in it, and we just, we just got to get better. But you come in here and turn the ball over 70 times, it makes it hard. You know, you come in here and, and you, you think you're out-rebounding by eight and, and you out-rebound them on the offensive glass by six and you out-rebound them on the defensive glass, you feel like, man, we're going to – you know, you, you win on the offensive and defensive glass in this gym. You think we got a chance, and we just couldn't overcome the turnovers tonight. Um, and so, you know, we just we just got to get better. That's what we have to do. You know, we're uh, you know our, our pathway is getting more complicated, but we just we just got to focus on trying to find some way to win a game on Thursday. It's a great college basketball game against two two really good teams. Both get a home win uh, in this series. Maybe you play them again in the conference tournament. What, what does uh, St. Mary's do so well? I know it's a real challenge to play these guys, especially here, but what is it about St. Mary's that it makes them so tough? Well, tonight, Kuzi and, and Logan Johnson were so forceful downhill. I mean, they were, they were just so forceful downhill. We tried different matchups. We tried different ball screen coverages, uh, and they just, they just you know, um, they just were, were really, really effective at just putting their shoulder down and getting downhill. And um, that caused a lot of problems. Of course, Kuzi shot the ball really well from the three in the first half. Um, and, and that made things a little problematic. But that, that was probably our biggest challenge on the defensive end was, was trying to keep those guys in front of us and then trying to keep in front of us after they came to two feet. 
um, was super complicated for us. You know, it was it was odd where we kept things really, really tight when we played it at home. It was we, we oddly got stretched out in some situations that I was just really surprised about it. And, you know, we were, uh, you know, I, I think I think the pressure of the game maybe got to us in some moments where we just missed simple, simple shell principle reads, you know, being there on the bottom and being a first pass and then trusting that rotation to be to the next guy. And that happens when you're playing in a you know, high-stress, high-intensity game, and, and it, it got us a little bit tonight. All right, more with Coach Pope is coming up as we continue. From Moraga, final score, Gales 69, Cougars 64, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, to St. Mary's 69, BYU 64, our final score. The Gales led for just over 37 of tonight's uh, 40 minutes. The game was tied for two minutes and change, and BYU did not have a lead in this one. Gales win by five. Time for the Economics Partners Valuable Stat of the Game, brought to you by Economics Partners. Whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. And tonight, the valuable stat was valuable in favor of the Gales, but it was valuable in favor of BYU last month at the Marriott Center, and that's the turnover percentage. Uh, Coach Pope, at, uh, at your place, the Gales turned it over on 30% of possessions, and tonight, BYU turned it over on 25% of possessions. Anytime you're at, like, one for four or or worse, it, it makes it tough, and that was BYU's uh, challenge tonight. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I was taking care of the ball, and a little bit of that was some youth in this environment, and a little bit was just some, some trying to make plays. Um, just just feeling a little bit too anxious uh, tr- trying to help your team uh, make a play that that's early and it's probably not there and, and and so both those things got us in a little bit of trouble BYU tonight uh, ends its regular season road slate and now you head back to home to play LMU and, and Pepperdine this next weekend and it, and this was actually coach Pope your first February road loss since you've been the head coach at BYU this has been Something this channel, this team has embraced is winning these kinds of games on the road, and it happened every time and until tonight. Um, it's, it's been a valuable trait for this team is the ability to go on the road, grind the way you have. And tonight the grind didn't result in a victory, but the effort was, was still certainly there. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we had some guys, that, you know, I think look at Caleb Lohner's uh, game tonight, you know, being essentially a double-double is, is uh, really, really impressive off the bench. I thought he... I had a ton of fight, and and I thought he, he you know, he, he played well, and, um, you know, I think um, it was, uh, you know, we had some guys step into uh, new roles. We were trying to do some things with Seneca to get him down the hill a little bit, and the fact that he finished the game with zero turnovers was a was actually a huge deal, and that's a, that's a big positive for us because we put the ball in his hands uh, a little bit more than, than we have. Um, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, Gideon uh, did some nice work on Kuzi in the second half, as well as Seneca did some nice job on that matchup. It's probably something we should have gone to earlier. Um, you know, and, and, and the whole team, you know, kind of being in the throes of a mess in the second half, those guys all fight back together. Um, uh, I, you know, I think it's just you just couldn't be more proud of their heart. But, you know, with all that said, man, it just it just hurts to lose. It hurts to lose on the road. Uh, it hurts to lose us. Um, you know, when you have that much of an effort, we just we just we just need to play better, and, and we will. You know, we we we're knocking on the door. We we've endured a whole lot of frustration recently, and and um, sometimes this game rewards you for 
for sticking with it, and, and, that, and that's what we have to look forward to. You want to be healthy these last couple games and going to the tournament. Foose was able to play tonight. Uh, you know, how Maybe assess what you saw from him and going forward. He had a couple ankle sprains maybe. Is everybody feeling all right as far as you know? Yeah, I mean, Foose gave us 25 minutes, which I think was probably the most optimistic outlook we could have we could have seen. We'll be interested to see how he feels in the morning. Hopefully it's, you know, hopefully he's on the he's on the mend. Um, you know, it was a, a timing, a rhythm, rhythm issue with his five turnovers, you know, might have been a little bit of a result of the environment, a little bit of a result of us, you know, failing to kind of uh, functionally give him some space where he needed and and also maybe just, uh, you know, just, just um, you know, the fact that he hasn't been able to run up across half court here in the last week. Um, but, but you know, I'm super optimistic that he's going he's gonna to be good to go for next week. What do you think it's going to take uh, to get BYU into the NCAA tournament, Coach Pope, at this point? I don't know. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is this is this was a this was an important game in that cause. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll, you know, you know, everybody will speculate about all kind of different stuff. The the biggest challenge for us is, um, you know, how do we pick ourselves back up, put ourselves back together? You know, when we're really feeling probably backs against the wall right now, and and come compete at a really high level on Thursday, that's going to be a massive challenge. And it's it's our job and it's what we do. And it's the only way to give ourselves a chance to continue to try and pursue a, a way to have a chance. And so, um, you know, our focus will be be 100 percent on just trying to just trying to execute a little bit better and play a little bit harder and play a little bit more together on Thursday. All right. We'll see you back in town, coach. Thank okay. you. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Mark Pope. We'll come back and wrap up tonight's broadcast next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right. Uh, had BYU found a way to complete the comeback tonight, we would have been able to pinpoint, so pinpoint the exact moment that BYU got back into the NCAA tournament. That did not happen. And the Cougars probably find themselves on the outside looking in on, on most bracket projections after tonight. I don't know if most is the accurate way to put it, but I, I would say a lot would probably bump the Cougars to the wrong side of the bubble. And if in the end, BYU doesn't find itself in the NCAA tournament, it won't be because tonight's game was lost. It'll be no. because a couple games that BYU couldn't really afford to lose, BYU did lose. I'm talking about at Santa Clara, a four-point lead, 46 seconds to go, and then following it up with a loss, a Q4 loss at Pacific. Those two those set in motion everything that's happened since to take BYU from a good spot to not a very good spot. Those two losses turned into four, and 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 those losses, you know, compounded the damage. But on their own, losing at home to San Francisco and Gonzaga don't keep you out of the tournament. It's what happened right before that. You could go back even farther and argue that, you know, a seven-point lead at Utah Valley is a game you have to finish out. There will be a handful of games and moments that in the end will have kept BYU out if the Cougars don't get in. That's a big if because there's still a way to get in. It's just that that path, as Coach Pope noted a moment ago, is now more complicated than it would have been with a a win here tonight. Yeah, so let's just assume that you win two games next week. That's 21. You're probably going to get an extra game than you thought you were going to get uh, in the conference tournament. So that's two, maybe three more wins if you get to the finals. Yeah, that's that's a lot to ask for a team that's kind of lost a lot of games recently, but it's certainly doable. I mean, and, and then th- some of those wins will be over kind of the teams you're competing for 
for getting into the tournament, and you'll have had a winning record. If you beat San, San Francisco or St. Mary's, you'll have a winning record against those teams. And So, I mean, you can make a strong case for yourself. There's work to do, but maybe the good thing about this law is every game now is just do or die. I mean, you're up against it. it, it, it if you lose now, you're just done. So maybe that will be a motivation in the conference tournament. I think sometimes we always go to the conference tournament, well, we're in anyway. No, you you have really got to fight. And I think we saw a little bit of that tonight with the way BYU played hard. They knew they had to get this win. And I think that will continue. Maybe that will be enough to kind of give them the energy and the desire and the fight to to, to win those games that I just explained kind yeah. of is the path for them forward. I had in my mind the number of 23, uh, that 23 would be the number you'd want to get to to give yourself a shot on Selection Sunday, 23 wins, that is. That means four more wins. It means winning your next four games. And that, that means getting to probably at least the semifinals in Las Vegas. And that means having gotten to the semis, you've probably beaten a nice Q2 or Q1 team on the way to get there. It may take 24 and not 23. Uh, but I thought they'd be in the vicinity if they, if, 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 if they end up there. Uh, more, more than likely, BYU will begin its conference tournament run on a Friday now. Now, last year they were starting on a Monday. Um, that's two more games than BYU will have to, uh, that BYU has to play than they've played in the past. Although the flip side of that mark is we're going to do a lot of convoluting here. But you, you, you know those Monday games, you're playing yeah. a team that's played already once right. or twice. And how many times has that team looked better than BYU? That is, that, that's, that's beaten right? BYU a couple yeah. times. Yeah. And. So, you know, there could be, you know, a notion to the fact that, well, you've got to go on some kind of massive run here in Vegas, but get some momentum rolling and see what you can do. Certainly, if, if, if you see – the kind of effort BYU showed tonight uh, for 40 minutes against anybody in Las Vegas, you're going to be in a good spot. It, it, it was a it was a really strong effort. The the the, the ball security was clearly the challenge that BYU could not overcome tonight. They were lax when they could not afford to be, but they never gave up them on themselves in this game. And getting it to three points against a team like St. Mary's after being down 16 with around eight to go, that's hard to do the way the Gales play. So full credit to BYU for just being in a spot to say, hey, we can get this thing to overtime with a, with a shot and a bounce. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this effort tonight will get you a couple of wins in Vegas. The, uh, the, the problem right now is there's no team in the league that fears BYU. Uh, Pepperdine doesn't. Pacific doesn't. Portland doesn't, who you may face. So you've kind of, by not having this kind of effort in other games, you've let teams know that you're vulnerable to them. Now, like I said, I think if BYU plays this way, they'll win those games. But it's even in that Friday game, BYU, you know, they better come out and play like this because if they don't, they're they're going to be in trouble. You're right, though. Every game's an elimination game now. Your season rides on you winning and moving. It's it's surviving advance now. It's already yeah. surviving advance. Starting the NCAA tournament <laughs> starts now. For maybe you could lose to Gonzaga. Otherwise, you got to win. Yeah, so it's uh, time to get on on a run and uh, hopefully get yourself as deep into Vegas as possible. Um, and again, in retrospect, there'll be a lot of ways to look back on where things went wrong. But for the time being, they're not they've not gone irretrievably wrong. Uh, you can still get yourself into a good spot. But uh, certainly the challenge has been uh, has been heightened with the setback tonight, a game in which BYU never led. And that's, again, a reinforceable point. Zero minutes and zero seconds with the lead tonight here in Moraga. So hard <laughs> to come back against this kind of team and, and multiple chances, Mark, to get so on many top, chances. to get over the hump in this one. Never happened. The one that really killed me was 
Seneca Knights three to take the lead, and popped it just out. popped out. And then it just after that miss, uh, it just all went crazy for four minutes, and BYU was down 16. You could simply put it that uh, St. Mary's lost in Provo because of 19 turnovers, and BYU lost in Moraga because of 17 turnovers. It was a high turnover overnight for both losers. Uh, this season in the series, and we'll see if they get to meet again in Las Vegas. You know, BYU's been a team with such remarkable consistency. Uh, BYU won't win double-digit conference games for the first time in 17 years. BYU's won at least 10 league games over 17 consecutive seasons. It won't happen this year because they'll only have a chance to win nine if they win their two games this week. So that, that run comes to an end. BYU's never finished lower than third place in the West Coast Conference. And that run will likely, you'd say likely, come to an end uh, this year uh, as well. Um, and so some things that don't usually happen have happened. But, you know, this has been a year with those kinds of challenges, and it began early. When you lose your two, you know, experienced bigs that change the way you play, uh, it's kind of gone from there, you know, challenge after challenge being confronted by this team. And some they've superseded, and some have gotten the best of them, setting us to a final weekend at home with the Cougars hosting LMU and Pepperdine Thursday and Saturday. BYU now 19-9 and on the year, 7-6 and in league. The Gales tonight won, uh, won to improve to 22-6, and 10-3 and in the West Coast Conference. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. Let's thank our crew back at BYU Radio, our broadcast intern, Bryce Noakes, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our broadcast uh, operators, our control board operators, Tanner Graff and Adam Woodall. We appreciate Ben Bagley for pinch hitting for Jason Shepard. Jason on baseball duty this weekend in Florida. Cougars got one of two against Marshall today and are now one and two on the season. BYU and Ohio State baseball on Monday as well. Thanks to our engineers, Barry Squires and Sean Fay. That's our crew back at BYU Radio in Provo. Appreciation to Sean O'Neill as well on the BYU Radio side. Our thanks to the media relations coordinators for St. Mary's, Brian Brownfield and Tyson Jecks from BYU. Good to visit with Coach Pope on the postgame show tonight. And so, Mark, it's just you and me, the guys on the headset, saying goodnight, I guess. Yeah, man, I, uh, listen, that was a fun game. Yep. And I like how BYU played. I'm I'm upset BYU lost. I, I like these guys. I like them. I like how they're playing. Some of these guys, you, you, you think Tijon came here to not make the NCAA tournament? You think Alex Barcelo came back to not make the NCAA tournament? They're going to, from this point on, they're going to do everything they can to get these guys to do whatever it takes to get there. We'll see if they can do it. But uh, I know these guys, they play hard. They, they believe in each other, and we'll see what happens. All right, BYU playing for a strong finish at home, and then we'll see what happens, and we'll see if Lady Luck resides with BYU in Las Vegas. That is a couple of weeks down the line. So for Mark Durant, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you all for tuning in, saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Moraga, California coverage of BYU basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners a premier national business valuation firm learn more at econpartners.com BYU basketball is a production of BYU athletics in association with BYU broadcasting special thanks to BYU president Kevin Worthen vice president Keith Vorkink athletic director Tom Homo and associate athletic director for corporate sponsorship Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.